What's up, James? Welcome to the study. Super excited to have you on, my man. This is going to be awesome, dude. I'm really excited about this conversation. Dude, I love it. So you wrote a book. I mean, you've written a couple of books, actually, to, to, to be honest. So but I want to talk about, I want to have a podcast when I grow up. Now, I saw on your desk, right? You know, bring that yeah. book up. Yeah. Bam. Yeah, I love it. I want to have a podcast when I grow up. I'm very curious. You, you're about to have a son. And yep. I think in the next like week, week. which is we yep. were like, hey, we need to make this happen quick. <laughs> what what did that inspire you to write that book? Give me some details. No, so so it's funny. What my best friend here in Orlando is a children's book author, and took him seven years to write his first book. Took him, I think, another three or four years to write his second book. And I had just you know being an entrepreneur, trying to think about you know how do you scale things, how do you have more of an impact, and and I was like, dude, you got to figure out how to write two of these books a year. Like you, you know, you know what you're doing. You, he, he has these things called reaction triggers. He knows how to like make a kid react to something on a page. And cause he's, he's toured all over the country and he's like read kids books, his books and other people's books to thousands of kids across the country. So he knows like when you tell a fart joke, it makes kids laugh. Or when you like scare a kid, they love it. And so he used to be a performer at Disney, so like kind of incorporated a lot of his performance background with kids' books and just figured out a really cool formula. So earlier this year, some friends and I were jamming with him on like, how can you productize this? Like, you're a children's book author. There are lots of companies that want to do innovative things with marketing. Like, it makes perfect sense for a CEO or a senior leader at a company to have a kids' book that then their customers or potential customers can have. You can just send it to them. And what better way to stay in front of your ideal buyers than your ideal buyer's kids saying, hey, I want, I want you to read this book to me. So the goal with his company is like, I want to create the kid's book that your kid won't let you not read because it's so good. Like they love it so much that like your kid is forcing our marketing down your throat. Like, so the idea is like, we send this to prospective customers, right? And that, that want to, you know, that are thinking about hiring us for our podcasting service. The book has reaction triggers in it. It's a really good kid, a really good kid's book. And so now our prospective buyers are getting their five-year-old, six-year-old saying, I want to read the podcast book again. I want to read the podcast book again. And my name's right there in the corner. So that's kind of the thinking behind it. Jay, like it, it, we found out we were pregnant, I think maybe, maybe like a week before. So it, it wasn't like, it, it wasn't, it didn't necessarily, that's not necessarily what did it. It was more like my buddy's got an incredible skill. I want to help him turn it into a business. I'll be one of his first books. And so that's, that's how it came to be. Oh man. I, I love that. So you run a podcast agency, just to touch upon that just for a little bit for people who don't know about Sweetfish Media. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we started, we started Sweetfish back in 2015, started as a blog writing agency, shifted in uh, at the end of 2015, early 2016, when we figured out that this medium of podcasting, which we had been kind of doing on the side, we figured out that anybody you ask to be a guest on your show says yes. Um, that's not necessarily the case always now, but, but it's really easy to build a relationship with someone when you can add value up front. And we just found back then that like, hey, collaborating with someone on a piece of content and then post-producing it really well to make them look awesome like very few people say no to that offer. And so we are like, okay, we're not going to, when we figured out how effective the strategy was, we're like, we're not going to be a blog writing agency anymore. 
are going to be a podcast agency. And because of the relationship dynamic and how effective it was at building genuine relationships, we're like, man, if we only focused on working with B2B companies, this could really work. So pivoted about six months. We thought VPs of sales would be our buyer. And so we spent six months trying to, you know, you go back to B2B growth and listen to the first 150 episodes and you'll hear us talking to a bunch of VPs of sales. They would, but they kept pushing us over to their marketing counterpart. So we finally figured out like, Hey, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's marketing that is going to buy this podcasting service, not sales. So we start getting a bunch of CMOs on the show. CMOs were too high level. They're too, you know, focused on the story, positioning, that kind of stuff. They weren't as in the weeds in the actual execution of marketing. So they weren't really interested. So then we pivoted again. When we figured out that VPs of marketing were the, kind of the budget holders and the decision maker, that's really when it started to take off. And so this past year, we made the Inc. 5000 list. We hit number 560. So that was a huge accomplishment for us. We used to find guests for B2B growth off the Inc. 5000 list. And so now to be on it this year in 2021 was just like really, really satisfying and like something that a bunch of us on the team are proud about. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the, the, the story there. Oh, I love that. Congrats. And how, how big is the team right now? So now we've got 35 folks. Okay. So we've got, uh, we've got producers and writers and graphic designers and obviously our, our leadership team. And so, so yeah, it's, it's uh, going really, really well. We're, we're 35 strong and, and yeah, loving it. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So part of the reason why I launched the study was around leadership in life. And I think you do this really, really well. You mentioned that you you have a leadership team. Where's kind of the inspiration for having a leadership team? I'm, I'm just kind of curious if you could maybe dive into yeah. why you call it that and maybe like how you think about leadership. Yeah. So my motivation for starting a business was freedom. So I knew that the reason I'm doing this is because I don't want to be tied to anything. Like I want ultimate freedom of my time. And I knew that if I didn't have really smart people around me that were empowered to make decisions that I think most business owners would probably hold on that. I just didn't believe I was going to build a big, be able to build a big enough business to give me the freedom that I really wanted. I, I wanted to be, I, I didn't want to be the person writing the blog posts or doing that. You know, I, there, we have a lot of folks in our space that they love doing that. They love the craft of podcasting. And so they, they want to do that work. That, that just wasn't my story. That wasn't what I wanted. So I knew pretty early on, like, I'm going to need somebody that knows how to do sales. I'm going to need somebody that knows how to run operations. I'm going to need somebody that knows how to do, you know, people ops. And so from the, from very early, probably some people would probably say we invested in senior talent too early, honestly, in a phase where I probably should have been the one doing a lot of that stuff. I'm super grateful that I didn't go that path and that I did delegate that and, and probably set it. It was, you're, you're sacrificing a lot of cash basically at that point. So Lisa and I, Lisa, I'm very fortunate that my wife, you know, she's a dolphin trainer at Disney World, loves her job and has, you know, has very consistent income. And so in the early days of the business, we were able to lean on that, pay myself a very small salary and still live a very good life. So yeah, that, that's, that, that's how I think about it is I, I, I wanted to give myself freedom and I knew to do that, I was going to need other people that could think strategically and at a high level. Okay. So I want to go a little bit deeper back into the book. 
talking about freedom because you what's the kid's name is it logan i was flipping through did you name it after one of your employees yeah we, so <laughs> I love we actually tried to give a call out it was crazy because we're, we're we're hiring quite a bit so like in one of the pages of the book there's a chalkboard and so we tried to get everybody on the team's name on the chalkboard, like on one of the pages. The teddy bear in the book is our is our director of culture and people ops. He's been with me since 2015. Logan, obviously, you know, Logan is the sales guy we brought on that changed the trajectory of the business. He grew the business 300% in his first six months of being on the team. We've got like some other characters that are in the story that are that are named after people on our team. So that was like a little Easter egg that that we wanted to inject. Yeah, no, I love that. And then as far as like, I kind of sense this like theme of entrepreneurship for the kids, like it's almost like you're inspiring the kids of the people you're trying to connect with <laughs> to start their own podcast, which is so funny. I love it. And, and one of the one of the overarching, like, kind of the 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 lesson in the book is what we see is like being the number one mistake that podcasters make with their show, particularly B two B podcasters, like folk, marketers at B two B companies that are starting shows they default to wanting to name the show about themselves. So they want to name it after the, one of their company's core values, or they want to name it after their company's name. And what we've found is that if, you, if you're doing the show in, an, in alignment with actually wanting to build relationships with people that you could potentially do business with, you have to name the show after them. It's got to be about them because they're, they're the expert, right? So, so, for us, like had we named our pod, our flagship shows, the Sweetfish Media Podcast or the B2B Podcasting Show, it, we wouldn't have been able to go to a VP of marketing at a B2B SaaS company that just raised their Series B and say, hey, we want you to be a guest on the show because they would be like, one, who's Sweetfish? Like, why would I want to be on the Sweetfish show? And I don't know anything about B2B podcasting. So why would I want to be on the B2B podcasting show? So instead, we branded the show B2B Growth so that any VP of marketing, our ideal buyer could be a guest on the show and talk about their expertise. And so in the book, we, you know, the, the, the kid is like trying to figure out how to, how he can have a conversation with this, you know, guest speaker that's coming to their classroom. And so his teacher, who's named after our COO, Mr. Reed, Bill Reed is our COO basically says like, well, you know, what, what would, this guest speaker, like what's, what's a characteristic about them that you could brand the show around so that they would want to be a guest on it. And so we kind of put in like a, a really kind of a strategic, like thing that a lot of people miss and tried to bake it in as a theme, as, as the main kind of th through line for the kids book. So I'm just, I'm really pleased with what Timmy and his team ended up doing with the book. I had, you know, it just, you know, very transparently, like very, like he, him and his team did all the illustrating, they wrote the story. Like I, I tweaked a little bit here and there, but for the most part, you know, it's similar to the company scribe, you know, they, they it's a, it was really a kind of a done for you. Kind of, hey, you're going to get a kid's book that aligns with your, your business. And, and it was a fantastic experience. Timmy's company is dinosaur house for anybody that wants to check it out. Cause he really is. He's offering an incredible thing over there. Oh, I love that. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to have to get me a kid's book because this is, I love the little bear with the Ryan tag on, on, yes. <laughs> on the inside. So, okay. So you've been, I mean, look, you've been interviewed. How many podcasts do you think you've done? Like, let's just, man, there was, there's a tool. There was a tool that like 
automatically catalogs all the shows that you've been a, a guest on? Man, may, maybe like 300, okay. two, two or 300, maybe. It, it, I forget the exact number. I, I, and I, yeah, it was somewhere in that wheelhouse. Feels accurate. Okay. Okay. 300. What, what's a question or, or two that you've been dying to answer, but no one has asked you? Man, that's, you, you gave me a little bit of a heads up before we started recording. And the, the first thing that came to mind, I don't feel like people ask me may, maybe one time, but I can't quite remember. I don't get asked enough about like, I feel like my, my purpose and my, my why, or like what, what motivates me personally. And for me, it's my faith. Like, so I'm a you know follower of Jesus and that informs so much of what I do. So our number one core value in the business is love people well, because I feel like, you know, God's word, like the, the Bible is very clear and pretty explicit about like the two biggest commandments are to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And then they says the second is, is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So it's like, love God, love people. And then the Bible goes on to say that like, I'll know how much you love me by the way you love people. So I'm like, okay, loving people really freaking important. Like I'm not a theologian. My friends can like run circles around me talking theology, but I, I'm a simpleton. And I'm like, that seems pretty freaking clear. Like love God, love, and I'll, I'll know how much you love me by the way you love people. And so we've structured our entire, it's, it's how my wife and I try to live our lives. We've, we've baked it into the fabric of how our company runs and operates. And so I, I don't feel like I get to talk a lot about that side of my life. Like a lot of people want to talk about B2B podcasting, obviously. And, and, and I love talking about that stuff, but I really like talking about my faith and how it informs my day to day. Oh, I love that. Okay. So what is your, what does your day to day look like? Like, how does it start? Yeah. You're in yeah. the word. What, what does it look like? Yeah. So I would say I, I usually I'm, I'm a night owl. So I don't typically wake up until my very first phone call and I've made it so that I don't do phone calls before 10 a.m. <laughs> So that's, you know that's gonna totally uh, blow up when you have a kid, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, people keep saying that, but I'm I'm convinced. Like the entrepreneur in me is like, I'm I'm gonna reverse engineer how to make this happen where I can still sleep till 10 a.m. But who knows? I'm 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 obviously delusional. You love your wife well when you're up actually helping the baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, Lisa, we, we just need to like, let, we'll just get a nanny or we'll get an au pair or like, we'll figure something out. She just like rolls her eyes. But so I, so I, I wake up about 10 and I wouldn't say the, like the first thing I, my, I've never been good about like the first thing I do in the morning is like in God's word that usually comes kind of like sprinkled throughout the day or even at the end of the day. But I'll start the day with some sort of call typically. And usually right now at this stage of the business, like I'm not really involved in a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff. So I'm talking to our senior leaders about like higher level strategic things kind of throughout the day. I, I don't do any calls between 12 and two because I'm very, very relational. And so from 12 to two, I'm at lunch with somebody on the off chance, maybe a couple times a month, I can't have lunch with somebody. So I'll like, I'll do lunch on my own, but I keep that time blocked intentionally. So I'm working from 10 to 12. It's usually calls. I'm not even really, I, I tr I'm trying not to be in my inbox very much. I'm trying to like delegate that out so that I can really spend all of my time talking with people, whether it's internally or externally, I'm doing less external stuff like this. Like I, I'm, I'm not doing these as much because I'm trying to like 
empower our our team our marketing team and other other folks on our team that are integral to how we work and understand you know the same kind of like i can talk about the same topic as they can like but they could probably talk about it even better because they're closer to it they're doing it with our customers day in and day out so i usually defer a lot of those opportunities to like dan or logan or emily debrito on our team who runs our linkedin evangelism program and then in the evening is you know my wife will get home from work and we'll either you know i'm big on eating out like i if i could eat out twice a day because i don't eat breakfast every single day for the rest of my life i'd be into it so i'm usually like trying to like talk my wife into going to Miller's or like our favorite uh, pizza spot that's got awesome salad. So when I'm, I'm in diet mode, I can eat there and, and, and not be guilty or not feel guilty about, you know, breaking my diet. So I, so we do that. And then we'll usually like, we'll find a show or something at night to, to binge watch. I've, I've found that that's been, you know, fun for us. And then, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the day from, from start to finish. She'll usually fall asleep. And then like I said, I'm a night owl. So I'm usually up a little bit later than she is after she, after she falls asleep on my phone, getting, you know, caught up on, on whatever from the day. And then that's, that's a lot of times when, you know, the version app, like I'll be in, I'll be in the Bible kind of consuming some, some Devo stuff at night. Love that. Okay. So I'm curious, favorite book in the Bible? Favorite book yeah. in the Bible. I would say it was, I'd say it was first John because there's a verse in first John. I'm going to, I'm going to look it up right now because I don't want to butcher it, but it's first, first John 318 and it says my little children let us not love in word neither in tongue but in deed and in truth and so like this idea of don't just talk about it be about it like let your action speak let your action be the love that you show the world and so i've 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 i fell in love with that verse back in 2000 when i was with a friend of mine who was doing some work in Africa. I spent a couple months with him while he was working on a project there and uh, fell in love with that verse. And so I would say first John because specifically of that verse. Oh, I love it. Okay. I know we're, we're coming up on time, but I'm, I'm a little bit curious. Favorite Christian nonprofits that you just, just some names. Yeah. So like for me, it's so, young life and compassion, but yeah. I would love to hear what else you're, you're rolling with. Yeah. Well, I, I really like promise 686. So okay. we started a podcast earlier this year called young married Christian. And the entire goal of the show was to try to catalyze the body of Christ, like gospel centered couples to consider engaging the foster care system in their local area in some way, shape or form, whether that being praying for foster families in their area, coming around an existing foster family and supporting them. Because we know that when a foster family has support and they can, they have somebody to babysit so they can go on date night, or they have somebody to drop a meal once a week when they feel supported, foster parents stay foster parents longer. And so recidivism, you know, is, is greatly impacted when you have a support group around you or stepping in and actually becoming a foster, becoming a foster family. And so we started this show, we're interviewing a bunch of Christian influencers and and talking to them about marriage and parenting. And, and so that, that there's an organization that I've learned about through the work that we're doing there called Promise 686. I think it's Andy Stanley, like a ministry of Andy Stanley's church, but yeah. they put together these groups that, so they work directly with churches and they help churches figure out how do we get these groups together to put around these foster families. So really, I just, you know, it's Promise 686 is probably 
who I'm thinking about most these days. And then Charity Water, just because what they did from a marketing perspective, like the get, getting people to think about giving $30 a month as opposed to like a one-off gift one time, I just think was brilliant. And I don't think enough nonprofits are adapting that into how they monetize and, and how they raise. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, James. And where, where, where can people find you? I'm, out? I'm, uh, I'm probably social wise. I'm most active on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter and all the other stuff too, but, but uh, you can go to sweetfishmedia.com. We've got a lot of like, if you're interested in the B2B podcasting stuff, that's where all of our content is there. Young Married Christian, obviously the podcast that we've been working on. I don't host that show, but I kind of serve as the executive producer for that show. So I'm really, really passionate about it and care a lot about what we're doing on that show. And then our show, we have another, you know, podcast called B2B growth that I alluded to earlier. So you can find that, you know, all, all of those are everywhere you would expect to find podcasts. And then if anybody wants to reach out personally, it's just James at sweetfishmedia.com. So would love to hear from anybody that, uh, that resonates with any, any part of the, what we talked about today. Yeah. I love that. And we'll, I'll link to, to the kids, the kids book. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on James. I really appreciate it. Love it, man. Thank you so much for having me.